health information from experts, supported by research. From University of Utah Health, this is thescoperadio.com. This is Dr. Michael Good. I'm CEO of the University of Utah Health and the Executive Dean of the Spencer Fox Eccles School of Medicine here at the University of Utah. Today, we are honored to have Dr. David Scorton as our guest on this Scope Studio podcast. Dr. Scorton is president and CEO of the Association of American Medical Colleges, or AAMC, the organization that represents our nation's medical schools, teaching hospitals, health systems, and academic societies. Dr. Scorton, thanks for joining us today. And to get us started, share with our audience a few comments about the work of AAMC and maybe a few of the details about the important national AAMC meeting that is uh, taking place this week right here in Salt Lake City. Well, Dr. Good, thank you so much for interviewing me on this podcast, and congratulations on this podcast, and congratulations on all the things you are doing at the University of Utah. Very, very impressive work, very important, not only for this place, not only for this state, but for our country and the world. Congratulations to you. Well, the AAMC is an organization that was founded in the 1870s. No, I was not there at the time. (laughs) And um, it uh, was chartered as a medical education organization over the generations. It really has developed uh, four missions. One is medical education. The second, of course, is healthcare. The third is research, biomedical research. And the fourth, more recently, uh, we're calling community collaboration that is, solving problems in our communities by listening to the authentic voices of those who are are living through that. And what we're doing here in beautiful Salt Lake City, which had a beautiful snowstorm this morning and is now sunny and gorgeous, is we're having a meeting of our Council of Faculty and Academic Societies. The AAMC uh, consists of all of the accredited MD-granting medical schools in the country, 157 of them all the major uh, teaching hospitals and health systems, about 400 of them, and nearly 80 uh, academic societies. And we're here today, and uh, quite a bit of it, uh, thanks to your hospitality and kindness, to uh, visit this wonderful place and to talk about what's happening with the faculty, the teachers, the researchers, those who develop patient care and community things. So we're here for a big meeting and glad to be here with you. You know, Spencer Fox Eccles, uh, whose family and philanthropic foundations provided a generous endowment gift to Neymar Medical School, has repeatedly stated that, quote, no state or region can truly be great without a world-class medical center at its nucleus. You've visited many of the medical schools and medical centers across America. Share with us your thoughts about the overall value that an academic medical center brings to its community. Well, first of all, what a wonderful quote. I so much wish I had said that rather than learning that someone else did. And uh, what a generous, amazing, forward-looking family uh, has done so much uh, for so many. What is it about an academic medical center that contributes so much to its community and beyond Dr. Good, how much time do you have? Because we could talk about this one all day long. Number one, of course, is the delivery of the very best medical care, 
preventive, diagnostic, therapeutic medical care. An article published in the Journal of the American Medical Association showed that survival uh, in an academic health center for a patient is about 20% better mm-hmm. than it is in a non-academic health center. And we have a lot of, of course, wonderful hospitals that are not academic health centers. But it's even better. The health care is even better in the academic health center. So, of course, they deliver health care. Secondly, the research, the new knowledge that helps us get past so many, so many hurdles. Think about this horrendous pandemic that we're just working our way out of. Think about Operation Warp Speed. In, in about a year, we were able to develop uh, mRNA vaccines to prevent millions of more deaths. That based on over 15 years of fundamental research done at places like University of Utah through National Institutes of Health funding. So biomedical research is the second thing that they do. Thirdly, education of new generations and not just physicians, as important as that is, but nurses and pharmacists and those in the public health field and others, that's another function. Working with the communities, so very, very important. And beyond all those things, academic medical centers are commonly among the largest, if not the largest, employer in their area, and therefore contributing to the vitality of the economy, not just in the local area, but nationwide. And so, you name it, academic medical centers do it and do it well. You know, that's great. Uh, You spoke to patient care, research, education, and community collaboration, and that's certainly the missions of excellence we seek here at the University of Utah. Dr. Scorton, you're a physician scientist yourself, and you've had the, uh, you've led research intensive medical centers. You've served as the president of research intensive universities, and now you lead our national organization of medical schools. You mentioned the vaccine, but maybe expand a little bit about, about why the research conducted at the nation's medical schools is so important to our country. So there's a wide variety of reasons, and these are wonderful questions you're asking. I think each one is worthy of its own podcast, and so it's so beautiful here. You've got to have me out again and again so I can do like 10 podcasts to answer each one. But uh, I, will, um, I, I will tell you, uh, I'll try to make it uh, brief. Research is important for two big reasons. One, which sounds very puffy and, and uh, high-minded, is just to understand things better about the world within us and around us. And it's by understanding the world better within us and around us that we can do a better job of living our lives, that we can do a better job of preparing that world for our kids and our grandkids and those that come beyond. And so just understanding things is one thing. And then secondly, applying those understandings to solve real-world problems. And here at the University of Utah, all day long and all night long, every day and every night, I know without asking you, you have researchers who are blazing new trails to solve problems, some of which may be finding things that haven't even been thought about before in the context of of anything, other problems or otherwise. And you have a great tradition here for doing both the most fundamental research of understanding life and health and disease, and also solving very, very specific problems and coming up with new ideas of how to do things. And I want to embarrass you, 
Dr. Good, by saying that you did something in the research and development sphere some years ago which changed medical education, and that is creating a patient simulator. There's all kinds of talk now about artificial intelligence and all kinds of things that we can do, and you did something just a few years ago, Dr. Good, that really changed our ability to learn, to teach, and to excel based on research of a different type than a fundamental basic biomedical research, but was very, very important. So that's, that's a little bit of what, uh, of what the, uh, the centers do. By the way, the research enterprise is also an enterprise. We train students, those with MDs, those with MDs and PhDs, those with PhDs, those postdoctorals. We also buy goods and services from around the country and around the world. We also create jobs indirectly because of suppliers and vendors to those research operations. So again, it's a positive economic impact beyond the positive impact of the research itself. I am obviously uh, couldn't agree more with those comments. And actually, one of the reasons I like working in the Academic Medical Center is to create that environment where innovation and new ideas can be tested. As you say, whether they're on the wet bench in the in the laboratory um, or whether they're in the computer and some of these new analytic uh, assessments and so on. And um, the reason I was able to innovate is because I was in one of those really uh, productive environments. And that's what we're certainly trying to do um, to create that environment uh, for our faculty. Um, you know, I've shared with you previously, I think the AAMC does an exceptional job helping medical school deans like me understand the importance of community collaboration and that the way we become, truly become anchor institutions in our community. Um, and as we shared with you, our medical school and university are embarking on this ambitious project to build a new hospital and health center in the western portions of the Salt Lake Valley, uh, areas which have uh, health disparities, such as decreased life expectancy and incidence of higher diseases. Kind of your thoughts on the role of medical schools and improving community health? Very, very, very important. It's uh, another example, Dr. Good, of uh, thinking broadly about the mission of the Academic Health Center and not only helping those fortunate folks who can actually get here for care, but those who can't get here. And one of the things that we've learned in recent uh, couple of decades and before that, but especially recent decades, and it's been driven home very directly during the COVID-19 pandemic, is that of all the things that affect our health, certainly our family histories, our genetics, that affects our health, sure. Certainly how we behave and try to take care of ourselves, that affects it for sure. And obviously health care affects it for sure. But one of the biggest factors that affects all of our health is the environment in which we live. Do we have shelter? Do we have the blessing of a home? Do we have nutritious food available? Do we have access to health care, high quality health care, and is it accessible to us? And do we have coverage to pay for it? And so on. And so thinking about those so-called social determinants of health has brought us to think about the community broadly beyond the individuals who come to the Health Sciences Center. And 
One axiom that I like to think about is that if you want to find out about a problem, ask the people who are experiencing that problem. If you want to find out about injustice, ask the people who are suffering it, and you'll learn two things. You'll learn a direct point of view, a direct perspective on what it is that's really happening, and you'll get some very, very important and authentic and wise ideas about how we can begin to work our way through it. And what you're doing is thinking broadly, as you absolutely have to do, and as you're showing others around the country to do, about your responsibility, not just to those lucky folks who get here to this magnificent Health Science Center, but to those everywhere in the state of Utah. And by the way, your good work at the University of Utah touches people all over the world. When you do a research project, and it gets published in a research journal. There's no boundaries or visas or anything on that information. It gets spread around the world to seed other ideas for other investigators. And when you educate a student or a resident or a fellow, and that person goes back to another community, if they make the mistake of not wanting to stay in Salt Lake City, <laughs> you're, you're spreading the wealth very, very broadly. So you help communities in many, many senses. The communities around the state and beyond, those that are suffering inequities, and the broader community of researchers, educators, and practitioners literally around the world. Well, thank you. Uh, Dr. Scorton, we've been really honored to have you visiting us here at the University of Utah today, and especially uh, for joining us for this Scope Studio podcast. Um, We really appreciate the way you and your organization provide valuable expertise and lessons and share them with our faculty, with our students, and with our staff. Thank you for all you do to advance the health of America through our nation's medical schools and teaching hospitals. Thank you, Dr. Good, and I could wish nothing more than for you to just keep doing what you're doing, keep swinging for the fences. You're getting the job done. Thank you for having me. Have a question about a medical procedure? Want to learn more about a health condition? With over 2,000 interviews with our physicians and specialists, there's a pretty good chance you'll find what you want to know. Check it out at thescoperadio.com.